podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. David Gagan! We got it third time, bud. <laughs> We're just like Klopp. We're like professionals here. Poor people listening in. That, listen that, 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 that has never happened before, so it's a good sign. Anyway, we are back. It's international break after what has been a pretty, you know, a pretty unbelievable run from um, from Liverpool FC Day, we have to say. In all honesty, um, I don't think it could be any better um, in the last few weeks. Uh, that you know, all the stuff that they got wrong previously, we've we've pretty much nailed in the last um, last six weeks or so to to get back ourselves back into mm. a Premier League title race and fighting on three more fronts. Oh, two more fronts. We've won the other one, but um, I suppose the big question today that we want to talk about that everybody's talking about that everybody has a different opinion on. Can Liverpool do the quadruple? Um, before you answer just with a yes or no, I think this is a, a much bigger question than people, um, you know, give it credit for. Um, I don't think a yes or no is 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 the answer. I think we have to look at a whole bunch of things, and that's what we're going to do right now, aren't we? We're going to go through literally the whole caboodle. There's there's the fixtures, those the opponents. The, the congestion, the the chance of fatigue, the form, you know, and maybe even look at cities, fixtures at the same time. All of that stuff needs to be taken into account because it's not going to be just us that's going to face this. They have got literally the same three competitions to go for. So a lot of people are forgetting that a treble's on for them too, mm. right? Exactly yeah. the same way that it is for us. So That's the thing. Yeah. So we need to really temper that and let's do this discussion because it's on. Let's be honest. It's, it's fucking possible. But it's a maybe. Possible? Yeah, okay. how possible, it's a maybe. And how possible the, is it? I, I, I tell you if you let me start. Um, <laughs> For once, I get to speak and he's like fucking pissed off. Um, it's a maybe. And it's, the fact that it's a maybe is a massive achievement in itself. Mm-hmm. Because... For most clubs, it's a no. It's a no early in the season. Some clubs get knocked out of the League Cup early. Some clubs go out of the FA Cup in January. Some Most clubs don't have any shot at winning the Premier League at all, and even fewer clubs have a real shot at winning the Champions League. So it's a maybe. We've won down. The League Cup is won, and we're all very happy about that. We've got a favourable path in the Champions League Benfica is probably the easiest draw we could have gotten 
Yeah. And you would rather be on our side getting Villarreal or Bayern, most likely Bayern, in the semi-final than on the other side getting Chelsea, Real Madrid or Man City. Yeah, They'll take care of each other. There's five teams left in the Champions League that can win it. There's us, Bayern, Real, Chelsea and City. And people should throw out the Real performance and result at the weekend. They literally couldn't have been less arsed about that game against Barcelona. That The title pretty much wrapped up. They just went out to get the game over and done. But their focus is on winning the Champions League. Mm. There's five clubs that can win it. There's three on the other side of the draw, including, I would say, I would say the three strongest clubs in Europe are all from England. And I know people will argue that Chelsea aren't on the level of Liverpool and City. And I agree when it comes to the Premier League. But in the Champions League, I do think they are because they're really well set up. And they have experience of winning it last year. You think they're better than um, than Bayern as well, dude? In this year's Champions League, yes. Bayern have wow. too many holes for me. Oh, Bayern okay. are weak at centre-back. Hmm. They're weak at right-back. Alfonso Davies has had a heart issue and has, hasn't played since January. Oh, they've got goodness. no depth in central midfield. And they've got no depth up front. If, if Robert Lewandowski gets hurt, as he did last year, they're start, starting Chupa Motang up front. Hmm. So you can look at the Chelsea team and you can say, well, you know, they could improve that, they could improve that. But the bottom line with Chelsea is, defensively, their system and structure are excellent. The individuals aren't great, but they're coached brilliantly and set up really well. They can control games against anybody in the middle of the park. And up front, they've got match winners. Laugh at Lukaku all you want. The guy can win matches. Havertz is a match match winner. Mason Mount is a match winner. Pulisic can be a match winner. So they've to got honest, options Werner's, up front. Werner on off the bench with the pace. Even yeah, though he can't score, he he could just he make those runs. Something. Yeah, yeah, it's that's it's the thing. Yeah, so that's good. why I would look at them as more of a threat than I would Bayern because I look at Bayern and I see great keeper. I really like Lucas Hernandez. But I don't like any of the rest of the centre backs at a like at a high level. Upa Meccano, very raw, very rash, makes a lot of mistakes, not having a good season. Nicholas Sewell has already agreed to sign for their biggest rivals in the summer. <laughs> so how committed is he? Yeah. Benji Pavard is a centre back masquerading as a right back. As I said, Alfonso Davies has a heart issue. He's back in training, I believe, but how he, how much is he going to be able to play between now and the end of the season? And form, how quickly is he going to get back up to speed? That's it. And then you, in mid, you move into midfield. They've got Kimmich and Goretzka. They're both world class. But if either of them are out, uh, quarantine Tolisso? No thanks. Oh. They're world class yeah. in the wide areas. They've got a great number 10 and a great 9. But if either of them are out, there's a big drop-off, especially as in the number 9 position. So I think they have too many holes. They're a I'm great coming, team when everybody's fit. Yeah, but I I'm, think coming, I'm coming round to your way of thinking. And I think Chelsea, even though everybody's got this big negative thing against them right now and all that, and we always do, we hate them. But uh, let's be honest, the biggest worry we've had in the last six to eight weeks in any game was Chelsea. They literally mm. diced us up, right? Um, uh, we haven't conceded that many big chances for a long time in that game. It was just proper basketball and they, they get that out of us. And yeah, we, we created chances too. But on another day, it could have been very different, very, very different. And a lot of them may be offside too, but there was still 
very high, decent XG from them in that game and from us as well. So, like I said, you, you're right. Keeping away from City and um, uh, Chelsea is massive for us. And you've convinced me as well that Bayern and Villarreal are, are awesome to, to play against for the next round. Now, Yeah, like Villarreal are a good team. Yeah, but they're but not. They're, they're not City they're, or Chelsea. No, though, they're mid-table in in La Liga. No, and I mean they're they're more a Europa League team. They're very good in Europe because whatever we want to say about Unai Emery, he's very good in Europe. There's very few managers who are better than him in a two-legged European tie. He just has a knack of getting the best out of players at the right times, about getting his decisions right, his tactical setup substitutions, in-game changes, things like that he's very, very good at. You don't want Emery for a league campaign, but for a European campaign, he's the type of guy you would go for. But the the talent disparity between us and them Mm. is massive. I mean, United beat them. United are garbage. They beat Juventus, but this is the worst Juventus team in a decade. Yeah. So, you know, it doesn't really tell you a whole lot. Klopp's faced Emery before, right? Klopp has faced Emery before. Klopp knows and, all about it. And dicked him as well. <laughs> yeah, but then, you know, you, you go back to the European, the, the Europa League final that you were at. True, and, true. And Emery true. got the better of him there. So, you know, there's a bit of give and take with this, but that shows the calibre of the manager. He obviously won Europa League last season as well. I think he's won it four times. That's really impressive. He's good, he's good. So, he's good. but he, he he's not good enough to make up for the talent gap between no. Villarreal and us. He's just not. Not I, at all don't think Nagelsmann is a good enough manager yet to really trouble Klopp. We've seen Klopp go against Nagelsmann before, and I think with Nagelsmann, what he does that's his downfall is a little bit like Guardiola. He tries to be too clever, Hmm. and he overthinks things, and he gets a big... He ends up with a big flaw somewhere, and he's not quick enough to fix it. So... While Bayern are, are a really good team, and if everybody's fit, they'll be very, very tough. I think we get through uh, over them. I, I would rather play them than play Chelsea, who we've played three times this season and haven't beaten once in regulation no, time. No. I'd rather play Bayern than City. I'd rather play Bayern than Real Madrid. Even though I think Bayern are a better team than Real there's just so much experience of winning this competition in that Real Madrid team. Like, you've still got the same midfield who won four European Cups in five years. You know, you've still got old heads around the building who can grab those youngsters and let them know what's expected, who can manage their way through games. You've got Karim Benzema in the form of his life. Again, another one who won four in five years, who just knows how to play these games. So the idea that only one of them is waiting for us in the final is really appealing to me. I think yeah. the draw worked out really well for us. One-off game suits us better, doesn't it? That. Yeah, against these type of teams, I think so. I do think so. I, I'd i be worried about Real more in the final than I would City or, or Chelsea, to be honest. Even though I think... City and Chelsea are better teams than Real. One game, there's just something about Real Madrid, Real Madrid in the Champions League final. There's yeah, just fast. something about them. They've won, like, their last seven Champions League finals. They've won them all. Yeah, it's time to break that, I think. Hopefully, you know, that, it's just what they do. They win mm. finals. 
And it's also got Carlo. Liverpool. If it happens, it'd be it'd be just another one of those stories, isn't it? That's <laughs> it. But they've also got Carlo, who's won three. He'd very much like to win a fourth and become the Mad. first manager to do that. So Mad. Yeah, I, I think the draw worked out really well for us. But it, it's it look the fact that we're here and we're talking with this shows how well our season's going. We're in the FA Cup. I'd, I'd, I'd rather play City in the semi-final than the final. Because not that I think it's easy to beat them in either game, but I'd rather not lose the final to City. Like mm. they'd just be absolutely insufferable. They're bell ends as it is. Yeah. Um, we've already beaten Chelsea in one domestic final, and I think we can do it again if we get if we get them. I, th- I assume they'll beat Palace, but you never know. You never know. We could beat Chelsea. We could beat City and Chelsea could lose to Palace and then we could get Palace in the final. Um, But look, the fact that it's even a maybe at this point, can we do the treble? Just think of how far we've come as a club. Like, we were losing 6-1 to Stoke only seven years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, we were saying goodbye to Gerrard wondering if we'd ever have anyone like him again. We'd lost Suarez the previous summer. We didn't think we'd get anyone like him for years and years to come. Brendan was on an absolute mission to sign all the mid-table dross. And it it looked really bleak. I, I genuinely, in all the time I've supported the club, going back to the 80s, that summer 2015 is about the bleakest time I can remember because... Mm. Even under Sunes, we were still we still had all the the kind of memories of all the success we'd had. We weren't getting taught like that though. No, we and then like you got Evans, and the football was outstanding, and there was a, a group of exciting players like McManaman and Fowler. We knew we had Owen coming. You know, we had a really exciting group of players under Julier. We were winning things under Benitez. We won things, and we had the. You know, we had this reputation in Europe as the team no one wanted to play. Even with Hodgson, because you knew the Hodgson thing was never going to last. You knew that as soon as we got new owners in, which everyone knew was going to happen, Hodgson would be gone. One of the first things the owners would do, purely to get the fans on board, would be they'd get rid of this obnoxiously unpopular manager. And I've said this about a couple of other, another couple of other clubs, including Newcastle. If you're an unpopular owner, the best thing you can have is an unpopular manager. Mike Ashley appointed Steve Bruce because he knew Newcastle fans would hate him and it would deflect their attention away from Mike Ashley. Hicks and Gillette appointed Hodgson because it was deflecting attention away from them. He became the target of all our annoyance because of the stupid things he'd say, the horrific football, the bad results. That was a really well-calculated appointment get rid of Rafa, who the fans adored, appoint someone that was never going to get on board or the fans were never going to get on board with. That was really clever, but we knew it was going to come to an end. Then we got Kenny. And even though at times the football was horrible, it was Kenny. You know, it was Kenny and we won something, but more to the point, it was Kenny Dogleash. And then we had that, you know, good season and a half under Rodgers from January 2013 to the end of 14. And then it all went to shit. And going into that summer 2015, when he walked into that meeting, he threw his staff under the bus and he got given the go-ahead to stay as manager. And he went and he signed a bunch of dross. Like, it was just so bleak. And, you know, you knew Klopp was out there. 
but you thought he's going to go somewhere else now because we've hitched our wagon to this absolute spoofer here. But to now, seven years later, be looking at it and thinking, we've got one of the best managers in the world, we're in the mix for a quadruple, you go through our team and there's five or six world-class players and you know there's all this exciting young talent coming through the academy now and we're being linked with top-class players and we genuinely can go and get them if we want them. The turnaround in this club in the last seven years is just... It's not even a full seven years. I mean, Klopp is only here six and a half years. It's just incredible from where we were with no hope no chance of winning anything. You might win a League Cup if you were lucky under Rodgers. To all of a sudden, we're sitting here in the middle of March talking about a potential quadruple. And it's not like one of those things where we need City to collapse to win the league. We just need to win our games. We win our games, we're league champions. So, like, you know what? You are convincing me of uh, that this is even more possible now because I was going to come in with, with that this is... There's a reason why no one's done this before. Oh, and there because, is. Yeah, you know, because it's like, so it's hard. It's really hard. And, and, and the, the, the fixtures coming up were going to be a nightmare. But that Champions League draw, Dave, is what might just become the, the saviour, right? So let's just quickly go through these, these um, fixtures. And it will tie all this together, what you've been saying. So Saturday the 2nd, Watford at home. Tuesday the 5th, three-day turnaround. Benfica away now. Benfica being the key, as you already stated, uh, even Themis was saying on your incision. Their defenders, their centre backs, we've played before, we've destroyed before. Um, <laughs> I think I think the Liverpool attack will be licking their lips, looking at them too again. Otamendi yeah, and the other Jan Vertonghen and Otamendi, yeah. like two lads who were past their best three years ago. They're like corpses now. Like, there's some good players in that Benfica team, but. There's no one who starts for us. The only one that would have a chance in the next 12 to 18 months would be Darwin Nunes. And, and yeah. maybe this is just an opportunity for Klopp to fall in love with him. Exactly. So it could be it could be a double benefit. But they're, they're exactly the team you want in the quarterfinals because Villarreal are, are, you know, are no better than them. But Villarreal have better European pedigree of late and are more gnarly, a little bit more cynical, a little bit more horrible to play against and and they have Emery whereas Benfica are in flux they've got a caretaker manager there's chaos in the boardroom there's been people arrested because of financial mismanagement of the club a lot of the players are starting to look at am I going to be here next year am I not yeah you know so like that's ideal that is absolutely that's, yeah, that's a really nice start to the month, but after so that, then it gets very difficult. We, we get we we also get the the five subs in these games. So you know, it, imagine if Champions League was three subs only. I think Klopp would be in a in a, in a big state. What's helped us over the last few um, eight weeks or the last two months is that we've been in competitions that have allowed us to play five subs apart from the fucking Premier League bunch of twats um, but um, and that's not actually the league it's the other clubs that are not voting for it the idiots the Brexit managers um, but every time we get that we are able to manage people like Naby Keita and Thiago which I think is is the vital pivot of a of a one position in the squad as we've talked about before that needs to continue so when you get 
games like this where you have a Benfica and you've got the and it's the level of opposition and then the five subs on top, which shouldn't affect it too much. You could probably change it up a little bit and then if need be, bring on um, you know, the players that need to take the game away. But having those two games, Dave, sandwiched in between two city matches, like you said, probably the best the best thing that could have happened, like you said, for the first part half of the month. Oh yeah. Absolutely nailed it. You know, up to Go the sixteenth them away. Go yep. and wallop them away. Absolutely. You, you get a five-day rest or four-day rest, you know, and then the City games on the fifth day. Mm. And then you can rotate the squad heavily for that second leg. Remember we bet Porto 5-0 a couple mm. of years ago? It was the year we won it. That's right. And then Klopp was able to rotate for the second leg. That's what we're looking well, for. It was both years. It was both years. We, we The first year we walloped them 5-0. second year we walloped them 4-1. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. exactly it. But yeah. we were able to rotate for the second second leg, and that's fine. Go and wallop them away. Get that comfortable lead. Go to City. And then from there, you know, it, it does get tough. But if we can rotate heavily in that second leg, whereas they probably won't be able to, because they're no. playing Atletico Madrid. Exactly. Who are going to be horrible for them. They've got Atletico before. They've got Atletico on the Wednesday same, exactly the same fixtures, exactly the same days as well. Oh, are they, no, they're, are they not the other day? No, no, they're the same day, but the opposite way round. So they're tra- so they're at home first time, and then they're travelling away before the... Yeah, but, but they're playing on the, we're playing on the Tuesday. I think they're playing, I think they go, they do the Tuesday, no, sorry, they do the Wednesday, Tuesday thing, and don't we have the Tuesday... No, we're on the same night, I'm sure. We're on the no, same I don't night. think we are. I think, I think the two Madrid clubs are playing the same night, so we can't be. I'm almost certain the two Madrid clubs are same night. No, it's Tuesday and Wednesday, same, yeah, same as us. Man City's on Tuesday the 5th. Same oh, as they us. are. Sorry, that's yeah, my yeah, mistake. Yeah. That's my mistake. Yeah, yeah. No, right, no, no, but no, either way, they're playing Atletico Madrid. Exactly. So you've so got Atletico Madrid, then you've got to go to Madrid. <laughs> yeah. You've got to go to Madrid for the second leg and then face us in the FA Cup. Mm, exactly. That's horrendous for them. So, you know, they've also got Burnley on the 2nd of April, which is a harder game for them, away, than us having Watford at home. And is that on a Sunday as well? That... Uh, both games are the same day. Oh, right. They, okay, we play at 12.30, they play at 3 o'clock. Right. So if we beat Watford, we're top, and then they have to react. They have to respond. And that's the first then, time in ages yeah. that that's happened. You know? Yeah, so... and, then, and then the next game is us against them. So what what my point was is that having those two games sandwiched for City allows us, like you said, with what you just played out, if that could if that could happen, it would be the ideal situation where you could literally go full pelt for both those two City games. Yeah, and that would that would really put that would really put a cat amongst the pigeons because literally those two games are the pivotal games for the for the for the quad. That is the week. Those two that's that's the six thing, days. But- like, we can rotate for the Watford game, go full-strength Benfica away, wallop them, go full-strength City, beat them, rotate against Benfica in the second leg at home. At home, yeah. And then, and then play them, and then play City in the, in the Cup. Whereas, yeah. sure, they can rotate for Burnley, but then they're going to have to go full-strength at Letty, full-strength us, full-strength at Letty, and then full-strength us again in the Cup semi-final. So we're only going to have to play our first, our best 11, shall we say, 
three times in those five games. They've got to play them four times in those five games, unless the very unlikely happens and they do hammer Atletico in the first leg. But I, I, I don't think they will. And even if they do, their second leg is still away from home. Yeah. You're not going to want to go to Madrid. You know, even if you're three that up, you're not amazing. going to want to go and, yeah, and mess about. Look what happened with us. We were two up and then they pulled us back. It yeah. just it just can happen in that stadium, man. That stadium is mental. We and lost they have the right one. mentality as well, where yeah. they don't care. They don't care who you are. They don't care what your reputation is. You can be guaranteed Diego Simeone is sitting down, smiling to himself, thinking, Pep is soft as shit. His team are soft as shit. And my team are going to volley them into the stand. I hope they do, man. Because we don't care. We will volley them. We're going to make them really uncomfortable. We're going to bully them. We're going to go and bully them. I'd rather a Madrid derby in a semi and Liverpool Bayern, to be honest. That'd be fine by me. (laughs) Oh, yeah, 100%. But here's the thing. Like, City also have Ruben Diaz injured. Is so, he back training or anything? I, I, I was I, saying he was back. I'm not sure. Is he going to be back for our games? He was, well, he was told five to six weeks, and that was, what, a week and a half ago? So he shouldn't be, unless Pep has them on the steroids again. Yeah, that's he what I said. It's the horse placenta, yeah. So I'm just reading it now. Pep provides uh, encouraging Ruben Diaz update. Ahead of FA Cup quarter final, I'm showing to six weeks, and now on Thursday he said defender may return to training. Wow, he's returned to training already. I believe it when I see it. I believe it. I don't believe anything Guardiola says. Regardless, well, I so hope I hope they rush him back because that's yes, yeah, exactly. Against Atleti, he's going to break. <laughs> rush him back. Rush him back. Put him out against Burnley. Put him Let out against Burnley and watch what Fag what Horton is confirmed. They've put training images of him out already. Oh, well then. Yeah. Grand. Rush him back. There's no way he's 100%. We've seen Pep rush players back before and it hasn't gone well. We've seen him rush back Kevin De Bruyne and it hasn't gone well. Mm. And in fact, it's hampered De Bruyne ever since how, how quickly Pep brought him back a few times. We saw what happened. Pep's the entire reason Thiago Alcantara had a reputation as been injury prone at Bayern because he missed over a year basically because Pep kept rushing him back, sending him off to Barcelona to get steroids and horse placenta and whatever else injected into himself and then rushing him back. He kept having reoccurrences. So yeah, rush him back. 24-year-old 20, centre-back that your club plans to build around for the next six years. Absolutely rush him back after a muscle injury. And let's see what happens to him, Pep. And let's see what happens when he goes up against Atletico Madrid and he's got Joe Felix running off on one side and Griezmann running off on the other side and he has to turn and sprint after him. Let, let's see how that works out for you. And then you get Liverpool a few days later with Salah, Mane, Diaz and Jota all running at him. Seems like a good plan. Oh, then you've got to go to Madrid and do the same and then you get Liverpool again. Yeah, that, that seems like a good plan, Pep. You, you do that. Play him in all the games, sure. Why don't you? Play him in all the games and see what happens to him and see how well he is then for your title running, which, by the way, their title running, harder than our title running. Is it? Yes, without I question. Thought, I thought without our question. was harder, mate. No. Let's have a look. Right. Let's have a quick look. Go on, out, look of, out of the City semi-final, 
our seven remaining league games will be Aston Villa away. Stevie's not taking the title from us. No. They're garbage, by the way. United at home, three points. <laughs> easy three points. Everton at home, easy three points. Newcastle will be safe and on the beach by then. Mm. Spurs at home, that's the only game I'm looking at with any kind of worry. Southampton away, Wolves at home. Wolves season will be over, they'll be on the beach. City, on the other hand, City come out of that semi-final. They've got Wolves away. And that's the same Wolves team that gave them all manner of problems at the Etihad. It's been postponed, that one. It has, but that game's still to be played, is what I'm saying. There's seven games left. It's still to be played. They still have to play them, regardless Mm -hmm. of it being postponed. That's a very difficult place to go. We found that, and Mm. Wolves gave them all manner of trouble. And if you think Wolves have forgotten that they got screwed out of a point there, you're massively mistaken. Their fans have been talking about it since. They get Brighton at home. They get Watford at home. They're easy enough. They get Leeds. They get Newcastle. But then they get West Ham away. West Ham is one of the toughest places in the league to go. This season, yeah. West Ham have beaten us. West Ham have beaten Chelsea. West Ham have given United a torrid time and were robbed in that game. West Ham gave City a decent game at the Etihad. I believe they beat Spurs at the London Stadium as well this season. They've got Wolves away and West Ham away. And while people will overlook them, that's two really difficult games. Really, really difficult games. Because Spurs is at home for us, right? Spurs is at home for us. Yeah, 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 that's fine. Now, Spurs will be pushing for fourth, but still, we're a better team than Spurs and we're at home. They've got to go to Wolves and to London to play West Ham. Those are far more difficult games than Spurs at home. Even though Spurs are a better team than both of them, they're still away. And West Ham would love nothing more. Moyes would love nothing more than to shove it up Pep's, Pep's backside. And that's a West Ham team, by the way, that will still be in the mix for Europa League spot. So they'll need those three points. And then they get then they get Villa on the last day of the season. You don't think Gerard Coutinho might have a little bit of extra if it means taking the title from them and giving it to us? You don't think that won't matter to them? So while I think we'll beat them comfortably and Villa aren't any good, Villa will at least cause them problems. But the two games to look at there are Wolves away and West Ham away. They're much tougher than what we have. Ours looks tough on paper because, oh, you see Man United, you see Everton. The bottom line is United are crap and Everton could well get relegated. Yeah. Like there's nothing to fear with either of those. No. There's nothing to fear. They're both, they're both at home. They're both at home. Games, games at Anfield, you don't fear. No. You just That's don't. why I don't worry one. about Wolves at home on the last day or about Spurs because they're at home. I'd rather play Spurs and Wolves at home than Wolves and West Ham away. Every single day of the week. Every single day of the week. I'd rather have our run in than theirs. And, Dave, we need to also add in that if City get past Atletico... They're they playing in, Chelsea they're or they're Chelsea, playing Real Madrid. Is, guess where that's going to sit? That's going to sit between Watford uh, at home and Leeds away. And then it's going to sit between Leeds away and Newcastle at home. And so it's Newcastle not too bad. 
not too bad. It's still going to be very difficult games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very I mean, Newcastle, Newcastle again. We, we've got them at home as well. Right? No, we've got them away, haven't we? Newcastle. We play Newcastle away at the minute it's set for the thirtieth of um, April. April, but that'll have to be moved. If we get through, that game has to be moved because you can't play a Premier League game on the Saturday after a Wednesday Champions League game. I think we're set for the Wednesday Champions League game there. So uh, that can't take place that day. That'll have to get pushed. Oh, that's great. So that helps. That helps. But look, either way, you'd much rather have our run. I I don't care that it's got United and it's got Everton. I'd rather have our two toughest games be at home than our two toughest games be away. Be away. And the other thing about City as well this season is they've dropped points away to Palace. They've dropped points twice. They've dropped points twice against Palace, twice against Southampton. What do both of those teams do? Press like demons. They've got to play Leeds as well. Now Leeds are dreadful defensively, but Leeds will press and press and press. And at least make it tough on them. At mm. least they'll run them into the ground. Gerard also has his team pressing. So they're going to face the type of teams that they've found it hard against. They'll also play Brighton, who are in a dreadful run of form, but they're really well organised defensively. Yeah, they do. And the result, so... You know, this City team are not as strong as their record suggests. No. At the time, I think they were on course for like 106 points or something in the league. They won't get close to that now. And I don't even know whether we have to beat them at the Etihad to win the league. I think I genuinely think if we can get a draw there, we can still go on and win the league. Because so, so, like I say, so I think they're running really... hard. That's a, it's an interesting point. I think with, I think to nail it, if we win it there, it's pretty much going to be like what you know. That's going to hurt them. You yeah, know, like win mentally. It. Win it, and all we have to do is win out. Yeah, and, and also, and, and also with them is that Manchester City are always good when the pressure's off. In terms of when they know that there's no one around mm. them, they're relaxed and they play well. They're they're the ultimate like relaxed team if, if there's no pressure on them they're just going to beat you with patience and drive through you and, and destroy you when the pressure's on though when they can see us coming they've started dropping points when they could see that point gap is is diminishing they've started dropping points even more now when it comes to the next game and you know burnley that's going to be really interesting especially if we're top how they react if they blow them away great that means now we're in a you know, this is a big title race. If they drop points there, Dave, a big yeah. if, then we don't even have to beat them. No. Like I say, I don't think I'm we I'm praying for that, to, to be honest. Anyway. I don't think we have to beat them anyway. I think we can get a draw and still win. We haven't people. beaten them for two and a half years points. is the other thing. Okay? So that's the other worry for me. Yeah, but that's fine. But last season yeah. doesn't count. Yeah, last season doesn't count. Last but season they were playing against and and half, Jordan then. Henderson at centre-back. <laughs> Like, give me a break, like. They're celebrating the win at Anfield. Jordan Henderson was centre-back, lads. You might as well have brought someone down from the stand. Like, last season, throw it out. This season, they gave us a good game at Anfield, there's no doubt. Salah destroyed them, though. Left Mm. all of them on the floor multiple times. 
Yeah. Um, so this this city team don't scare me. The 17, 18, 18, 19 teams, they scared me. With Sané. When, they had, when right. they had Sané and Aguero and David Silva and Jesus. a younger De Bruyne. They had Sterling at his best. They were sensationally good. They were terrifying. They could just cut you open. They yeah, just turned it on. We missed in the game at Anfield as well, didn't we? We had Milner yeah. right back. Yeah, exactly. But they just turn it on and all of a sudden they'd be two goals up. This team can't do that. This team doesn't do that. You watch City play, and a lot of people class them as boring. But when you watch this City team play, what are they actually doing? They're just tiring the opposition out. They're breaking them down and breaking them down. And what they're really doing is waiting for for a mistake. They're waiting for the opposition to make a mistake. And then they get a goal. And then the opposition have to open up again. Or open up a bit, and then City will do the same thing. They'll wear them down and wear them down, and then they'll pounce on a mistake. Or if the opposition team really opens up, then they can take advantage of that. But as we saw against Palace, and I don't know what game Paul Merson watched, I don't know what game Guardiola watched, the idea that City played really well, the idea that City had enough chances to win multiple games, it's just not true. It's just not true that a couple of half chances. They had a couple of half chances and a couple of shots from distance. And that's it. They didn't really break that Palace team down at all. The best chance they got came from the goalkeeper spilling a fairly straightforward shot. That's it. Yeah, it was that a mistake, was a, really. It was a yeah, mistake exactly. from Palace, really, wasn't it? That's not it, a it good missed a sitter because, oh, he over, you know, he touched it wide. Oh, because, heavy touch. Yeah, it was a heavy touch because of a keeper mistake. It was nothing yeah. to do with um, beautiful create. football. No, no, no not at all. Much at all. And the so, shot that hit the post was Canseo from distance. They did very little in that game. Yeah, that, when people well. when people say, oh, but they hit the post. Jesus, that's like a 0.01 chance of going yeah, in. Exactly. Yeah, he hit the post because yeah, he's supposed to hit the post. But like, here's you know. the thing, right? Why is that an excuse for them? Oh, but they hit the post. Salah hit the post twice against Inter Milan. And yet we apparently got played off the pitch, even though we had more possession, more shots, more corners, the better chances in the game, and basically controlled the game for most of the, the 90 minutes. Like, these narratives that people want to spin in their head, well, Pep Guardiola said, I don't care what Pep Guardiola said, fella couldn't lie straight in his bed. He's a compulsive liar, like most of them. Pep Guardiola's the same fella that spent 100 million on Jack Grealish because he's the best coach in the world and was going to turn him into a number eight. And after one game, he binned that off. Mm. And now what he's trying to do is shoehorn Jack Grealish into his team. Shoehorn yeah. him in on the left, shoehorn him in as a, ta- as, a, as a false nine. And none of it's worked. He's been garbage this season. So I just hope, my biggest hope for the two City games is that Pep starts Grealish. Because then we're playing against 10 men. Because that's a nothing footballer. He's not going to chase back. He's not going to no. work hard. It's going to be, yeah, that's that's the beautiful thing. If you, you, know, you get certain boffins like Michael Cayley. Oh, he's been incredible this year. He, he leads the league for dribbles and passes into the box. He's averaging five shots or shots assisted per 90. Right, so you haven't actually watched a single minute of him this this season, Mr. Cayley. Yeah, I think it's the XG that will be interesting. I don't think that will be very high. Absolute horse. Yeah, like, if he's, if he's passing to someone on the edge of the box and they're shooting and it gets him a chance created, fuck off. Yeah, man. or if he dribbles into like the very corner of the penalty area or passes to an overlapping fullback in that spot 
who can't do anything because they've got two defenders on top of them. Oh, it's a pass into the box. It's a dribble into the box. Get the lube out and have a fiddle with yourself. These people just need to settle themselves down. We do. You this is not. A, this is not. A, a, this is not a, a classic city team. No, this is you, not a city team for us to fear. If they win the league, they'll win the league because we drop too many points early in the early season. Early on, yeah, yeah, that's what it will be. Um, I just wanted to come back to Salah. You just mentioned we do really need Mo back, though. As in, mm. he's not scored an open league, open play goal for a while now. It's all been penalties, hasn't it? So, um, we if we want to do the quad, surely you need Mo back in open play goals, scoring those again, yeah. For the sure. concern is, Gags, that he's way off now to play for Egypt in two massive games against Senegal. Like, massive games with yeah, the World and, Cup and, and, and it's likely he won't be going to the World Cup. Yeah, oh, now, yeah. obviously, that's a great thing for us if he's still here next year. Mm-hmm. If he's still here next year, brilliant. I'm delighted he's not going to the World Cup. Yeah. And imagine how pissed off he'll be all the next season, so he'll just go on a rampage. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, the guy is exhausted. Like, yeah. look at how much he played at the AFCON. He basically played eight full games in, like, 24 days, it's when you include bad. the extra time. Eight yeah, full yeah. games. It's awful. And that's carrying a team by yourself. A bunch of lads, with no disrespect, meant a bunch of lads that would struggle in the championship. And he got them to the final of the AFCON. Do you know, Absolutely. like he he had all that on him, and he still did that. Played every minute, played three three or four straight extra times. He he looked he looks exhausted, and I'm worried that he's going to come back even more exhausted mentally from these games. Yeah. yeah, and that was one of my next questions was fatigue and form, and um, that's where we're going next with this. So obviously, to do a um, a quadruple. You, you can't afford, obviously, to be out of form and just, you know, nail wins like we have been doing. But what do you think of our current form, how we're playing? And also, what do you think of um, the fatigue side of things? Because obviously, one thing I do really like about this season is Klopp has, I mean, even Simon Brundish is saying, Klopp is playing it to a T in terms of rotation. Like, he's never done it better. So... I think maybe with the fatigue side, we can say we're really going to be looking after the players. Now it's all about whether the people that come in are going to be able to perform as well as, especially in, when there's game. We, this is where we got lucky with Benfica, but later on, say later in April and early May, those people that come in, can they go and play against the likes of Bayern and, and do it, you know, things like that. So that's where the worry is going to be. So myself and Matchett were looking at this yesterday. Mm-hmm. I think Kanate will play the two Benfica games. I do. Because, right, here's what it is, right? Robbo was going to play probably every game between now and the end of the season. I think Robbo, we've got 18 games left, and I think Robbo probably plays all of them. That's 18 Benfica games, home. assume we get I think them. Benfica home, if you're... If you're, if, you're, yeah, if, you, if you're free and clear, yeah, yeah. fine. Ali's going to play... Pretty much all of the games. Again, that Benfica one, maybe. Virgil will play all of those games. And assuming he's fit, Trent will play all of those games. Joel is the question mark because he has been rotated a lot more than the others this season. And he is the one that's injury prone. So we're very lucky that we have Kanate. So I think Kanate plays both Benfica games. And I think he plays United at home 
and maybe even the Champions League semi-finals. And then Joel can play the rest. So Joel basically plays the league games bar United because the rest of them are won a week and maybe he plays the FA Cup semi-final. And that way, Kanate might get five more games this season and Joel gets the rest of them. Or Kanate might play the FA Cup as well, I don't know. But I think we can rotate Kanate there. So that's that's one of the three positions I'd look at and say, let's keep an eye on that right-sided centre-back role. Do you play Gomez right back in some Premier League games that um, that Trent could rest in, do you think? Um... Say like um, Everton. Ideally, no. no. Ideally, no, because we don't play the same style at all. Because no. Gomez is about as much use going forward as a lollipop. <laughs> um, very good defensively, but hopeless going forward. Like mm. nice touch can knock it past someone and run down the line, but the cross isn't there. His cross and shit. He can't shoot. Um, his passing is great when the game's in front of him. So from centre back. Or even from right back, but when he's advanced in the play, his passing's not great. Um, he could maybe play Watford because they're a bit shit. Uh, he could maybe play maybe play Everton. You could you could beat Everton without with, with Joe at right back. Uh, maybe Newcastle as well, and that would give Trent. So Trent could just play the Champions League game in between those two. Um, so those three may be for Joe. Mm-hmm. Well, Trent will play the the vast majority. I think Kanate yeah. will play a big chunk of the games, potentially as many as seven or eight if we get to all the finals. Yeah. Because um, remember, if we may- get to the FA Cup final, Southampton has to move too. Yes, yes. Southampton has to midweek, move as well. Midweek between, before the Wolves game. Before so the Wolves game. You could literally have two games to win the title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck literally. Me, fuck, how exciting. Haven't already won a cup double. And you could have three games left. They could be two games to win the title and a game to win the Champions League. Fuck. Um, the other positions then, fuck. the front the front three, there's five options. And to be fair, there's a good case to heavily rotate the front three, other than Mo. Mo yeah. needs to play all the big games, but the others, there's games there for Bobby. He's doing that already. I've no. Man City I'm not hate even, the side yeah. of Bobby. Hate yeah, the side of him. I'm not even and, worried. No, I'm not worried either. But does that, so that's fine. Fab will play the vast majority of games. There mm. might be one or two starts in there for Henderson. But the problem is that the other really injury prone player in our team is Jordan Henderson. And like Joel, he hasn't had an injury yet this season. He's been rotated though, Dave. He's not starting he's had the most, game. He's had the yeah. most starts of anybody at the club. So what he's been done is he's been subbed off early. Now, oftentimes it's because he's been hauled off. Yeah, he has that I, games. <laughs> I don't think he plays... I don't think he plays in Benfica. Maybe I not. don't think he plays... I don't think he starts either of the games against Benfica. I think he plays Watford as the six. And then I think he starts the two City games as one of the eights. And then after that, we'll wait and see. The other side, it's going to be Fab or, Thi- or sorry, Naby or Thiago. One will start every game as long as the two of them are fit. Yep. Klopp will start. Prob- I think he might go Thiago Watford, Naby Benfica, Thiago City, Naby Benfica, Thiago City, Naby United, Thiago Everton, yep. and so on and so forth. Now, it Makes might sense. switch. 
if we get the Champions League semi-final, I think he puts Thiago in against Bayern. Yeah. But I think that's what he does. So I think that position's fine. The front three is fine. The two positions I'm worried about are the right side of midfield and, and as an extension, the six, because Henderson is the backup six and you don't want him playing there because you want him rested when he's not playing as the eight. And then that right side centre back role. They're the positions I'm worried about in terms of fatigue, in terms of track record. We don't have many seasons of examples of Jordan Henderson not picking up an injury. We don't have seasons of examples of Joel Matip not picking up an injury when playing this much. Exactly. I think it's because they have really, really looked after the management this time. They really have, Dave. Like, they've picked and chose. Well, Henderson's had to play a lot purely because others have been injured. Harvey missed most of the season. Uh, Curtis Jones went missing for eight weeks or whatever with the eye injury. Naby's missed a bunch. Thiago's missed a bunch. He's had to play. Otherwise, he would have played a whole load less. But... My concern, my biggest concern is him because I know we've got Kanate as the centre back and we've got Gomez. So if Matip gets hurt, I'm not all that worried. We've got two great options to step in. Henderson is the one I'm worried about because if Thiago and Naby are in a strict rotation on the left side, well, who's coming in on the right side? Ox? No thanks. Curtis? Maybe. Harvey? It's an awful lot of pressure to put on a 19-year-old kid who's missed most of the season and hasn't looked great since coming back. And Curtis, I like him. I like him a lot more in that right-sided role than the left-sided role. But he's 20-21. He hasn't had a particularly good season. It's a lot of pressure to put on a young kid. I think you're right. I think Hendo's going to be playing Premier League football because look at what happened with the intergames. He he, he Mm. played, what, uh, 31, 25 minutes? Yeah. 25 and 31, 50 minutes over, 55 minutes, 56 minutes overall. I think you'll try and hold him out of, as long as we're still in the mix for the league title, I think you'll try and hold Henderson out of the Champions League. Yeah, and I think that's fine, you know, because that's, that's what's needed. We don't need a panicker in the, in the CL games. We need people that are going to hold the ball and, and take it to the teams and, and and drive them and beat them. And I think Klopp pretty much probably knows that the CLs now looks like, the big chance for a big, you know, trophy. Like a big, big chance. If you think, which is more likely, you know, you've got five games to a trophy and you don't have to win all five. Whereas nine, you've got to win nine. Right? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It, it, obviously, it depends on City. If they drop points, then we can afford to maybe drop a point or two here or there. Hmm. The bottom line is we've got 18 games left. And it's going to be very, very difficult to win all 18 games. The likelihood is we'll drop... 16, 16, I think. Nine in the league. Yep. Five in the CL. Oh, five in the CL. Sorry, I thought it was yep. seven. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 16 games left. Sorry, 16 games left. So you've taken some fatigue off already. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I've already solved that problem. Which so, is, yeah, actually, so, so, so that on, makes it finish, work a finish. bit better with... Say, if Kanate plays six games and Matip plays ten, mm. that's a decent balance to strike. That's good. Yeah. Naby and Thiago, maybe they get eight each. Maybe one of them gets nine, the other one gets seven. That's a decent mm. balance. Yeah. Maybe Fabinho plays 14 12. or 15. Yeah, it's going to And Henderson it. fills in there one game, and maybe Henderson plays 10 as an eight, and Curtis gets four, and Harvey gets two, something like that. 
Rob will play probably all of them. Maybe Benfica way he won't. I think Trent will play all bar a couple. Virgil, I'd be surprised if he doesn't play every single one of them. And mm. Ali the same. I think they have to play. I think Klopp has made that decision that if we're going on the pitch from now on, those two are going to be in the team because, well, they're the two most important players we have. Yeah, like Because our said, entire ben, system depends on them. Benfica away is the only one I can see. Sorry, home is the only one I can see where there's crazy changes if we're 3-4 up. That's the even, only at that, even at that, Ali's playing. Yeah, Ali will play, but Ali not, play. not VVD could could be rested, you know. Yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Bring in Joe. Happen. Bring in Joe at centre back. So, um, talking and, about and that, Mo is the other one that will probably play majority close to all of them. So, the, talking about the fatigue thing, we just talked, which we weren't focusing on at the moment. How important is what Klopp's done here now in the international break in terms of Trent? Um, you know, there's a lot of things that we're hearing that Trent's not injured at all. Trick. Exactly, Robbo, COVID. I think that may be true because. I think, you know, all the players that weren't in that you expected, like Curtis and Milner and a couple of others that you would, Kelleher, that you'd expect on the weekend. I think they may have all had it. So that's that's a rumor. I'm not sure, but they, that may have been the case. So you're thinking that's true. But OK, nowadays, COVID, if you're if they're all vaccinated, shouldn't be too much of a problem. They'll be back next week and gr- probably the best Robinson's- time. To if get Scotland it? were playing Ukraine, as they were meant to, Andy Robertson would be gone on the international trip. The there fact it doesn't matter what he has, Andy Robertson would be gone because it's the World Cup qualifier. <laughs> um, I, I, I think Andy probably and then Naby is sick. as well. Naby, I don't think is injured. Nope, exactly. I don't think Naby's injured, and I don't think I don't think uh, Trent is injured. I He's think Naby yeah. Naby's having his best season for us. He he has been outstanding this season. He he has been our best midfielder from August to now. Fab has had the best season overall because when Fab gets to his highest level, it's just he's the best in the world at what he does. But Naby from August to now has been our best midfielder. He's the one that's consistently been seven at a minimum. He's had maybe one or two bad games all season. And even in one of them, he scored a worldie away to Atleti. Mm. But I th- I do wonder if maybe... Klopp has had a word and said, look, we've stuck by you. I've stuck by you for four years through a lot of injuries. When people told me to sell you, when people said you weren't worth the trouble because you're always hurt, most of those injuries you picked up away with that national team. Those are two friendly matches that mean absolutely nothing. I but we have, we, we have a, yeah. a two-month run here when, after this where we can become icons and win everything. And I think Naby said, yeah, fine. And I think Naby actually, it's more um, the manager of um, Guinea. We we said we would, we, we, I think Klopp's done a deal with him here, kind of like we rested him against Chelsea when he should have played at Stamford Bridge before be, before they all went. And um, we should have won that game. If he'd played, we would have won that game. Uh, the last game that Hendo and um, Milner played together in midfield, I think. So hopefully, hopefully the last game they ever, ever. played together. So that that there, we rested him there, and we did a good job in in letting him go, and you know all that. I think we we really built some relationship and some ties there, and I think he's just said to them, "Look, I need him. I've got Tiago here already. Um, my, I've got four or five positions that I'm really struggling with. My fullbacks, I'm struggling with. Um, you know that left side where I've got Tiago or Cater." And obviously the six, but he can't do nothing about the six. He's got to go. But hopefully he doesn't play for Brazil, uh, Fab. Um, 
if the other guys are fit, that's normally first choice. So Casemiro that, and, and Fred. It, yeah, Casemiro, hopefully. So if Casemiro plays, it's fine. And if Fab plays one game, it's not a bad result. At least he got some game time and that's not too bad. And plus, probably good to get away and, and spend some time with a different squad. And they're all, you know, they're all, they, they seem like they have a great time. So it's not too bad. As long as he doesn't play every minute, it's not too bad. But it was vital to have Naby and Thiago back here at home. Vital to try and keep Robbo and, and Trent from going and playing more mm. minutes this season. Those, like we've already talked about, and you've mentioned, those are, you, you talked about anything, you, you talk about the fullbacks, they need to be there. You talk about that left side in midfield, made a big difference. Yeah. You talk about the six. Now, if they're free of injury and fit for this final run-in, and then we manage it because of those five subs we get in the midweek and we get in the FA Cup, and then we get in midweek again because of the, the Champions League, it's going to be a, a sports scientist dream again. So, just fingers crossed that's what the case is Klopp's playing 4D chess with everyone fucking them all over maybe hopefully City get a few injuries on international break with their players man we it could be it could be an amazing run towards this um, the finish here it really could be but I think we've got the defining week coming up very very soon so we'll know Mm. early on whether this is going to happen or not because it's it's all going to kick off Dave I go on holiday in um, April during that really crunch time and I'm off around the night I'm off on the 9th back on the 14th so I get to miss the 10th and the 13th which is Man City away and Benfica home and uh, guess what the last time was when I went away like that Easter the Champions League winning season so we played Chelsea at home and Bayern Munich away I watched both of those games pretty much whilst on on holiday so I'm taking it as an omen mate I'm taking it as an omen that that one is at least in the bag. So so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna um I'm gonna change the question here now. What would be the minimum you'd like now from the season? What's the minimum, mate? Minimum is is one more. Even if it's the FA Cup, if we get if we get two cups, finish second in the league and get to the Champions League semi final, that's a successful season. That's a really successful season. The minimum target for this club every year moving forward has got to be in the title race, late rounds of the Champions League, and win a domestic cup. As a minimum, a baseline, that's got to be it. If you can take both domestic cups, excuse me, both domestic cups, that's a that's a successful season. It just is, especially if you're, you know, pushing City right to the last few games. If you're in the Champions League last four, that's a successful season. So from here, FA Cup beat Benfica, and nobody can complain. Nobody can complain that that's not a successful season. It's not the season we want. But the likelihood is that we're going to end up disappointed somewhere, that we're not going to win all three. Yeah. And people need to keep perspective on the fact that nobody has ever won all four competitions. Nope. Nobody. ever. City have won three. United have won three. We won three. Yeah, Back. and the three that they won are winning an FA Cup, uh, a double, right? We're, okay, it's the treble is still incredible. I, I get it, right? The domestic one. But if it's a, when the Carling Cup or whatever it is, the Carabao is involved, and then if you're knocked out of the Champions League early, like probably City was in that year. And they won quarterfinals, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Then it makes it easier, right? Because you've got the semis and you've got only the, the FA, because then you're playing Premier League games weekly. 
There's oh, nothing... yeah, no, look, it yeah. is, but still, take, if you can win three trophies in one year, I don't care. It's it's really it's impressive. And no one had amazing. ever won that domestic travel before. No. So I'm not going to sit here and disparage the fact that they won it well, because it was a great achievement. Money was. Yeah, I mean, look, they cheated to do it, but that's yeah, just that's how it, it is. That's it. That's key. <laughs> you know, it, it took them cheating to do it. If we can do it clean, <laughs> if we do it clean, then that's far more va- vaunted than what they did. In the same way that if we win, say we win the league the Champions League, and we don't win the FA Cup, but we win the League Cup, that's more impressive than United's treble. On the grounds that we're going to end up with more points in the league, in all likelihood, than United got that season. And we had Man City. And we have this sports-washing franchise in the blue part of Manchester. And we have Chelsea. They didn't have to deal with Chelsea either. They didn't have Roman's money. When United won that treble, it was them and Arsenal. And that's it. And it won't be the first time we do that treble, by the way. We've done that before. No, we? we've done that treble before. So that's what mm. I mean. Like, there's only been, to my knowledge, three trebles done, four trebles done in by an English team. We've mm-hmm. done two of them. Yep. European Cup, League title, and League Cup, UEFA yep. Cup, FA Cup, League Cup. Yep. United did theirs. City did theirs. So, you know, but no one's ever done the quadruple. And and those are the only teams that can really say they got close to it because they won three of them. And not us, because we didn't win the league or the Champions League, but the others. They can say they won three of them. They got close to it. But no one else has ever... Like, it's never been done. It's so difficult. But what I would hate, my biggest fear is we win the league, we win the FA Cup, and we lose the Champions League final. And everyone loses perspective over what the season was. And everybody gets in a big downer. Because you know there will be a group of fans that would love for that to happen. So they'd have something to moan about. Yeah, people are like expecting the quad. That's what I just want to stay away from. It's like, like Dave said, it is re- it's really hard to do, folks. Can we do it? It's probably the only team in our history that c- probably could do it. We can. Right now. We can yeah. do it purely on the basis that... We're still in all the competitions. We're a point off the title. We've got a favourable draw in the Champions League. And if we beat City, you'd expect us to win the FA Cup because we should beat either of the other two in the final. But yep. can and will are very different things. Yep. That's why I said at the start of this, it's not a yes, it's not a no. It's a maybe. And just the fact that it's a maybe at this point in the season is such a massive achievement. Because our squad's not perfect. No, no. There's at still all. a couple of holes in it. You know, Imagine you'd like you'd like cover it, for Trent. You'd like a better starting midfielder on the right hand side because that's the weak link in our team. Is that right side role? The one weak spot in our starting eleven is that right side of midfield. Everything else is buttoned up. Perfect. Imagine if they did it, Dave. Imagine if they achieved this. I'm not really going to allow myself to, <laughs> to be honest, because because I don't want to end up being one of them that you know we win three and then all of a sudden no. you're like oh, for fuck's sake we could have won that like I and the worst part of it is you'd be losing the Champions League final most likely to another English team, hmm. Hmm. and that I would, would I that would, would take, cause a downer. I would take a Champions League win right now. 
I would take just winning the Champions League a hundred yeah. times out of a hundred. I yeah. said to you back in August, we're better set up to win the Champions League than we are yeah. the Premier League. And I stand by that. The fact that we're winning the other Cups as well, I think, proves that. We're yeah. really well set up to be a Cup team. Mm. But the, the league is a slog. It's but unbelievable done, what we've done. But we've done brilliantly. The fact like we've bounced off nine wins in a row. But to win the Premier League title, we'd have to win it on a run of 18 wins in a row. Assuming City only drop points to us, if they win their other games, we need to win nineteen games or eighteen games in a row to win the Premier League. We've title. only done it once before. Like that's it's so hard to do. And we, last time we did it, we won it. <laughs> yeah, of course. And and you know we're we're capable of doing it. We know we are. But I just love that. People like Tiago, people like Nabi, because obviously Nabi's been slated loads. Tiago got slated when he first joined, especially by people like Didi Haman and all that. I mean, I mean, the fact no, that Didi these... Haman should stay <laughs> off the um, the old sniff from the <laughs> We, you know, the the fact that teams relying on these two players is a is a sweet moment for me because um, it just proves a lot of those doubters wrong. And I think I really want success for everyone in this squad, but there's a couple of players in there that would really, I think, could go, someone like Anabi could go to another level when if they're, you know, if they feel part of something that they want it, mm. you know, and that I think next year the shackles could really come off for a player and just say, right, I'm here, you know, I'm here. We're not missing Ginny anymore. We've got these two that are just doing a little bit more than he was, you know, just a little bit more than than what he was doing on the ball, maybe. And uh, it's making a big difference, man. So there's so much to be positive about. I really like everything that you've said. You're not carried getting carried away. You've really tempered it well because normally you're an excitable person, especially when it's transfers. I was expecting Dave to come out and be bullshit and we're going to fucking do this. I was like, okay, I'll be the no, one that because- calls it. But I'm so glad that you've got your feet on the ground on this one because I feel exactly the same way. I do not want anyone to complain about this team. Like you said, get past Benfica. We have, this is incredible. Huh. Three, two semifinals, a title race, a cup one. I mean, Jesus Christ. I don't think we've ever done this before. I don't the only way this, this season ends up disappointing if we, is if we don't win anything from here. Yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. We've got to win something. And that's, that's basically where it is. But at the start of the season, we did one of these, and I said to you, I think we can win the Champions League. I'd like to see us do well in the domestic cups because normally we don't bother. This season we have bothered, and we're in, we won one, and we're in the final of the other, or semi-final of the other. But I thought we'd finish third in the league. Mm. I didn't think we had as good a group as City in that, well, we've got more or players. Or Chelsea. Or Chelsea. Mm. Chelsea are the big disappointment this season in the league. Yeah. But... You look at City, and yeah, we have more players than them. But if you're talking like top shelf players, they have more than us. 100%. I think individually ours are better than theirs. Like you look at a combined 11 for all that that'd be worth. We would have more players in than them. But on the bench, there'd be more of them than there would of us. And when you look at an entire match day 20, there'd be more City players than Liverpool players. But at the same time, I think... What we've been able to do this season and the balancing act that Klopp has struck, I think there's a massive chip on the shoulder of most of this team because of what happened last year and all that bullshit about how we were the worst defending champions ever and all that nonsense. 
and all the, the the injury stuff that was just completely overlooked to suit certain agendas. I think this group all backtrack now. Oh, all of it's they've all, people forgetting that they had Neville, those takes. Neville especially. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. I have kept receipts, so I'll be bringing some receipts if we if we wipe the floor with everybody by the end of the season. I'll be bringing all the receipts. I have eons of them to come. All those BBC Muppets, not one of them picked us to finish first. Most of them picked us to finish third. Some of them picked us to finish fourth. Fourth. Nadam Anua, I'm coming for you. Said United would finish above us. They'd be lucky to get into the Champions League this year. Mm. Um, for The, the Ronaldo, the Ronaldo we overreaction was crazy. Ah, shit, anyway. Who cares? Pons. Put him on a plane to America. Tell him it's going somewhere else and see what happens. That's what I think you should do with him. But, no... <laughs> I thought we'd finish third. So I'm, I'm regardless, ending from here in the league is a bonus as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I thought we could win the Champions League. I still believe we can and very likely could win the Champions League. FA Cup would be tough. FA Cup be tough, but I'm happy that we're in a semi-final, guys. I yeah, just yeah, wish yeah. it wasn't at Wembley. Yeah, and, that's and the there's only talks. Thing. There's, I mean, it's never going to get moved because of Club Wembley tickets, but there's talks that, you know, there's a lot of fan movement and also it the, 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 ra- the rail stuff. The rail stuff it is a nightmare. It should be at Old Trafford. Hmm. If, I, if there's two... The, the Club Wembley stuff, me ask, you can move that because the FA will just take ownership of Old Trafford for the weekend. So they can move all the Club Wembley stuff there if they need Well, they've got to. a game, haven't they? Uh, Old Trafford, that's the problem. I'm, who cares what they have? Out to fuck. If there's two northern clubs playing in an FA Cup semi-final, it, it should be at Old Trafford. If there's two southern clubs playing in a semi-final, it should be at the City of London Stadium, the Tottenham Stadium, or the Emirates. Wembley should be for the final. I'm sick yeah, of saying it, but Wembley should be for the showcase. I agree. I agree. If there's no problems as well, in the, like you said, there was always one in the Midlands, wasn't there? Now the mid, there's not a used to be Villa Park, stadium. yeah. If, yeah, if you've got a North versus South team, you stick it in Villa Park. And the only problem is Villa Park doesn't have a huge capacity of forty five thousand. No. So it's it's a little bit outdated. Exactly. It's still a good stadium. It's still it's still a what great place to go. And Cardiff would be perfect. Eighty thousand. Yeah. yeah, wonderful. Absolutely. Why not put it? Great in Cardiff? stadium. Great memories as well. If it's For North us. versus South, put it in Cardiff. If it's North versus North, put it in Manchester. Uh, or you know, or if we weren't in, and it was the two man clubs played at Anfield, and if it's two southern clubs, there's three brilliant grounds in London: Emirates, Tottenham. Emirates is the oldest of the three, but still a great stadium. Tottenham or the London Stadium. Put it in one of them. Yeah. Stop playing semi-finals at Wembley. It takes away from the fact that a trip to Wembley meant a final, not a semi-final. Like. No disrespect, because I, I really admire what they've done this year. But seeing Palace fans going on a bit, oh, we're going to Wembley. Yeah, but you're going for a semi-final, lads. Yep, you can win that good. game and no one's handing you a trophy. Yeah. Do you know? And like that that's what bugs me. Like Have the finals at Wembley, have the semi-finals. There's loads of other good stadiums. Loads of them, eons of them. Last thing before we go, uh, and I do need to go in a bit, but there's a lot of talk about Liverpool uh, deploying again a lot of psychological help for the team in terms of set pieces, in terms of winning mentality, all that stuff that they've done before. This season, more than ever, surely this is going to be this. I mean, if the positive things happen like we're hoping and it goes 
How much of a, I mean, percentage difference do those, I mean, even if it's a percentage, a half a percent change in performance, massive, right? Massive. Yeah. Yeah. The fine margins are where the, when you go up into the upper echelons of the Premier League, like there's very little difference between the quality of players and teams and managers. It is the, the very fine margins. It's all about preparation. Because there's only so much a manager can do once the game starts. Like he can have his team talk at half time, but there's only so much he can do. He can make his substitutions. He can't guarantee the player's going to go on and do well. He can change the shape. He can't guarantee it's going to work. What he can do is Monday to Friday, he can prepare the team as well as he possibly can. And for Jurgen Klopp, a big part of that is the psychological part of the game. You know, Guardiola goes deeply involved in his tactical approach. Thomas Tuchel does the same. Klopp does as well, obviously. But Klopp is also looking for every little avenue. If it's being slightly better at set pieces, slightly better at throw-ins. The fact that we went into a penalty shootout with a defined order of who was taking the penalties... And every single player had already made the decision where the ball was going. None of them stepped up and thought, right, where am I putting this? All of them knew straight away, this is where I'm putting this. I know what I'm doing from here. This is a practiced action. This is not me having to make a decision. This is not me versus the goalkeeper. This is me versus me. And as long as I do what I've already decided to do and I know I can do, This is going in the back of that net. Look at the Virgil penalty and look at what the keeper does. 95% of players see the keeper standing there and have a little panic and think, I better put it the other side. And Virgil looked at him and thought, no, the ball's going there. And if he gets in the way of it, God bless him. And he battered it past him, like absolutely battered it past him. And that type of thing, That confidence, you could see in those Chelsea players, when our lads stepped up, they knew what they were going to do and they were confident they could do it. As that penalty shootout went on, you could see it in their lads, nerves. You could see it in Werner, you could see it in Kante, you could see it in a couple of others. And a couple of them were making decisions as they ran up to the ball of where they were putting it. And as I said to you after that game, if Ali was in goal, he saves two or three of those penalties. Yeah, God, but God. every one of ours, including the goalkeeper, knew where he was putting his penalty. Quevin Keller stepped up, and he said afterwards it was hit and hope. Bullshit, bullshit. He knew where he was putting that. He'd practiced that. Our lads knew those type of small things where you're prepared for every eventuality. Like we've seen teams before go into penalty shootouts, and someone says to mouth, "Oh, did you practice penalties?" All we did, we practiced yesterday after training. Oh, so you practiced once. That's not practice. That's having a kick about. We had, we had prepared for that. Jurgen Klopp has prepared this team for every eventuality. And he has made sure that every single action that our players do, whether it's a forward run, a covering run, a pass into a certain area, a blind cross, a throw-in, a set piece, whatever, every single one of them 
has been refined yeah. by practicing and practicing and practicing. And he will find if there's something he's looking at and thinking, we can get a little bit better there. We can do that just a little bit better. He'll either find a solution internally or he'll bring in a throwing coach or he'll bring in a crowd like Neuro 11 and he'll get them involved. And Neuro 11, remember, they help in a number of different areas. But for them to be able to have that kind of input on the penalty side of thing as well, it's huge. But like our players, you look at City play. We might, they need, go, we might need it twice, two or three we times We might need more. a couple more times. <laughs> and, and if we do, we'll be confident. Yeah. Like you'd have no worries now about anyone. The only player in our squad, and I don't mean this as a dig, but the only player in our squad I would worry about stepping up to take a penalty is Jordan Henderson. The only one. He's the only one I'd worry about. Because I don't think he has the right mentality for it. Because I've seen him miss penalties and shootouts before. And I've seen him be taken off specifically before a penalty shootout, having come on as a substitute. Like the fact that he was taken off in the Euros final having come on as a sub, just to avoid the possibility he might have to take a penalty, that spoke volumes. The fact that Klopp took him off on 75 in the League Cup final spoke volumes. Taking off your captain in a final where there may be 45 minutes left, that's unheard of when he's not injured. It's unheard of. He's the only player I'd have concern about. Like, all the, the 11 that took them in the Cup final, perfect. Ali, no problem. Joe Gomez wouldn't have a concern. Matip wouldn't have a concern. Costas, he's putting the top bins. Thiago, he'll score. Jones. Curtis, he'd score. Yeah. Curtis would absolutely score. Yeah. Milner, oh, Milner did take one, he'd score. Uh, Diaz would score. I believe Mane would score. And I think Bobby would score. The only one I would worry about would be Jordan Henderson. And like, you just take him off. Just just remove him from the situation. I worry about Bobby a little bit. He's missed quite a few for us, I think. In a big game, Bobby will score. Bobby's yeah. only missed like two penalties for us. Yeah, mentality-wise, he's... he's solid, Bobby he? will be cold as ice. Bobby yeah. won't be won't be phased. Henderson is phased. Henderson is rattled by, by that. Yeah, he's so, panicked. You just remove you know him. he's a panicker, don't you? Or yeah. You can see it in the game, he, yeah. He panics when anyone presses him. He panics if he gets the ball and it's not perfectly to where he wants it. But you just remove him from the situation. Just take him off. Absolutely. He's not on the pitch. You can't take a penalty. So that's it. No matter what happens, we are going to be ready. We'd play anybody in any circumstance. And no matter what happens, we will be able to react. If we go behind, we can react. If we go ahead, we know what to do. If the game opens up, we know how to play like that. If we want to shut a game down, we're absolutely capable of doing that. There's no circumstance we will get into where we're not ready and capable of. Whereas with City, they go behind, they look rattled. Because mm-hmm. you can't just patiently wait to break a team down when you're one behind. And what happens is you get a bunch of supermen. You get Canseo and De Bruyne and whoever else trying to shoot from 35 yards. You get basically a team of Steven Gerrards circa mid-2000s launching shots for 40 yards because he thinks, well, no one else is doing anything. So I better do it all myself. And that's what happens with that City team. They start to panic. It happened in that game against Palace. 
they started trying things that just weren't going to come off because they couldn't get the breakthrough. We will be really, really patient and we will believe that as long as we keep doing our stuff, we will get a breakthrough. They don't have that gene. They used to have it, but all those players left. There's not, who's the leaders in that city team? There isn't one because they all left. Aguero left, company left, Silva left, Fernandinho's still there, but he's rarely on the pitch. You look at us, we've got Virgil, we've got Robbo, we've got Fab, you've got Henderson, you've got Salah, you've got Mane. Captain's galore. City don't have that. Chelsea don't have that. So I, I genuinely do think we are really well set up here to potentially, potentially have a chance to do this. Whether it happens or not, I have, I, I still, I, until, until we have them all, I won't believe we can do it all. Yeah, I agree. But if there's one team that can do it, or one team that has a chance to do it, it, it is this group. It is this group. What a, what a, what a comeback tour that would be for Van Dijk. Unbelievable. You know, Champions League winner, league title runner up, runaway league winner, misses the whole season, well, all bar five games. They then come back and win it all. Unbelievable. I mean, that's it. You might as well just cancel football at that point. We, we've completed it. There's nothing left for us to do. Unbearables just galore. Turn it in. It would be so unbearable. We would be so unbearable. It would be so bad. Oh, yeah. But it would be so good. Right. We're going to leave it there. We will be back, though. I think we're going to be back on the weekend. Um, we'll see how many we can do to fill up next week because there's no games. But, um, yeah, you can join us on a Saturday. We're going to be doing, um, what time, Dave? Just after the morning and maybe another one in the afternoon. We'll see. We'll see yeah. if Dave can hold it up. Or not, but... <laughs> what do you mean, I can hold Would you stop? Would you stop? I carry this place. Carry this place by myself. Well, everyone so, else... This man's going on holidays, and he's missing two really important games. I'm missing one. I'm going on holidays, I'm missing Southampton. Like, a game we're going to win regardless. This fella's disappearing off for key games. Keep well, that in mind. Well, kids, man, kids are off at that time. That's the only time I can do it. But anyway, great excuse. Okay, we're going to be back. Only time. The kids are off all summer. No, no, that's too expensive in the summer. Too expensive. Right. Rock with money. (laughs) Rock with the stuff. Ah, Right. (laughs) We're going to go now. We will catch you. Thanks for listening, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Let us know what you think. Give us a shout in Discord. Anfieldindex.com forward slash Discord. And uh, yeah. Keep following everything we do. We appreciate your support as always. We'll be back on the weekend with another old school. Keep uh, getting Discord and let us know what you want, what you want us to talk about. But we'll probably talk about a lot anyway. Catch you then. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash Discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. 
It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.